If you stop and think about everything happening here in the good old U.S. of A., you might believe that there are only two sides to every story. Actually, there are many more sides. At last count, there were over 327 million sides to our American story. On this program, we'll take a look at different stories, from a different point of view. Mine. Hopefully, after listening, absorbing, and actually thinking about what you hear, it might just become your point of view as well. I'm Steve, and this is The Truth Hurts. Good morning, Thursday, June 18th, 2020. So now America is so fearful of the new abnormal that every company and every person of Caucasian descent is scrambling to either apologize for being born white or to totally revamp their company name and image to cater to this new so-called white guilt sentiment. First of all, I believe that black lives matter. But so do white lives and Asian lives and Hispanic lives. Hell, all lives do matter to someone. But the new media hype and sudden violent self-empowerment sentiment in the United States is not the proper way to achieve positive change. And before you classify me as a bigot or a racist, understand that I'm only reporting fact and my opinion, which I'm entitled to, and that racism is indeed a two-way street. And on that two-way street of racism, you only get a fine or a ticket if you're committing that racism in one direction. The other direction's totally ignored and let off the hook. While it's certainly any company's right to change their name or their packaging or their image if they want to, I want you to understand one very important fact. To major corporations, there is only one color. Green. The color of money. Period. to the Truth Hurts program. The opinions expressed here are protected free speech under the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you are offended, but I retract nothing. If some egghead with a marketing degree and a Dale Carnegie certificate of completion hanging on his cubicle tells corporate America today that he thinks they will sell more syrup and pancake batter if they take the old black woman's picture off the box and bottle and change the name to AJ instead of Aunt Jemima, the company will make the change. If they make more money, the company wins. If they lose money, it's a tax write-off and the company wins. The minority of people behind the change will throw their hands in the air and say, Yay, we won! The majority of people in the middle won't really care. And then on the other side, the minority of people diametrically opposed to that change, because they call it pandering, will boycott the brand, silently of course, and that will be the end of that. Do you honestly think there'll be a run on pancake batter the day after the name change and the image makeover? How many people are going to run out today and buy a bottle of syrup with that imagery on it? for the sake of nostalgia.
With all the reported unrest over these name changes, like taking the little Indian, uh, excuse me, the little Native American girl's picture off the Land O'Lakes butter package, you heard virtually nothing about this in the media. Why? Because someone in some office out there whose entire purpose in life is to stir the pot of hate and discontent has decided that having an image of a little Indian girl, I'm sorry, of a little Native American girl in her heritage garb on a package representing one of the oldest brands in the nation is somehow offensive to Native Americans. Whoopee, you sure showed us, didn't you? If people choose to stop buying that particular brand of butter, then they're racist or insensitive or bigots. If more butter gets sold, then yay, we won, will be the cry of the brainiac in the suit on Madison Avenue. The network that owns the rights to the Dukes of Hazard television program series has decided to pull the plug and pull the Wholesome Family Entertainment brand off the air and off of even streaming services because there's a Webel flag on its star automobile, the General Lee. Somehow the acronym gang decided years ago that Lee, the general for the Confederacy, you know, the guy who chose to free his slaves long before Grant, the Union general who kept his slaves until forced to free them? Yeah, that guy is the bad guy. Oh well, no big loss. By the way, there were several episodes of that TV series that dealt directly with bigotry and racism, and the show never once showed any acts of racism, hatred, or bigotry towards any group of people. But the latest Victim Mentality Award will go to the crossover country pop recording group Lady Antebellum, whose chart-topping hits included Need You Now and Just a Kiss, among several others. This group has suddenly decided that its name is somehow offensive or racist or bigoted. Antebellum, by the way, was a period in history like the Roaring Twenties, not the current Twenties, but the 1920s, because so far the 2020s suck. Or the Gay Nineties, when gay had a whole different meaning. Or the Great Depression, which apparently wasn't so great. It was a time period, Antebellum was, not a racist moniker. So now, for your listening pleasure, the group has decided to change its name to Lady A, as if you won't remember what the A stood for or at least Google it, right? It's like the idiocy of changing a bad word used for black folks to the N-word, as if suddenly the N is not automatically interjected and substituted into the phrase anytime the phrase N-word is used. Yes, people think that people are stupid. and the Truth Hurts program. Opinion that matters. So I guess the message to Lady Antebellum should be, put down your guitar, boy. Kneel at the feet of your new master. Buy into the bullshit. Your name change is simply pandering. Antebellum is your name. And unless you chose that name deliberately to piss off a certain group of people, it is your name. 
I guess the Dixie Chicks are in for a rude awakening next. Imagine if suddenly the Beatles were asked to change their name because Beatles are mostly dark in color and people don't like Beatles. Or if George Strait suddenly has to be forced to change his name to George LGBTQIARSTUV. Or how about making Clint Black change his name to Clint Rainbow? What if they ask Toby Maguire to change his name because of the movie Roots? Or how about the Counting Crows having to change their moniker because of Jim Crow laws? Perhaps, since so many people are offended by our symbols of freedom, the Eagles should change their name because the Eagle is the U.S. bird. Maybe they need to stop calling the President's residence the White House, paint it green, black, and red, and call it the BLM crib. I guess what I'm saying here is that if both sides would simply do the following two things, things might just get better. First, stop labeling everything and everyone by their skin color. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. envisioned a colorblind society. He ushered in decades of desegregation and peaceful protesting, just as his people demanded. Now, suddenly, the offspring, the followers, people who came later of that same group want to self-segregate, put all others into the position of submission for the purpose of revenge. It's only when you self-segregate, when you place labels on people, that people decide there is a need to point out the differences in people. Secondly, stop labeling everyone a racist Every single American citizen is not a racist. The term racism has been hijacked by one community as if only they can be victims of hatred. Note that every American citizen has the right to their opinion or their fear, but not everyone is a racist. Realize that racism happens to white people as well. It happens to black people, white people, Hispanic people, Asian people, Russians. It happens, and it's a damn shame. When one group proves time and time again that they are deserving of the names they're being called, it's hard to change your opinion. For example, when a group of white people dress in sheets and do shitty things to people, of a different race. It is thought by the black community that all white people have a hood hanging in the closet and that all white people should be lumped into that group. And that seems to be perfectly okay in the black community to lump all white people into the clan. But when a group of black people a small minority of black people go out and commit murders, robbery, rape, carjacking against white people, it's not okay for white people to lump all black people together as criminals. Do you not see the double standard? It's only when whites stop thinking that all blacks are bad and only when black people stop seeing all white people as bad will this crap come to an end. It's only when the media stops playing the race card over and over and only reports when 
black people are killed by white cops, but never when white people are killed by cops. And it only seems to happen when a Republican is in the White House. Because otherwise, shh, all you hear is crickets. I often refer to that vast middle ground where most Americans reside and work and play and have a beer together and socialize together. But that middle ground is shrinking by the minute at an ever exponentially increasing rate. And the puppet masters pulling your strings and pushing your buttons are laughing all the way to their Swiss bank, their offshore bank accounts that are filled by your hatred. Many universities and companies and even municipalities, fire departments, have chosen to change their names to avoid the mere appearance of impropriety or contrition to this newfound air of false one-way racism. Do people not realize that changing the name of some entity or building or bridge from the name of a white guy to the name of a black guy serves no purpose. Pissing off white people to appease black people does not stop pissing people off. Pissing off black people to appease white people does not address the issues either. Why is it okay for one group of people of one race, of one ethnicity, to be offended but not another? Why is it okay? What makes the naming of a school building for one person not okay because it offends this group. But if naming it after another person offends that group, why is that not bothersome? Why is this group being offended more relevant than that group being offended? Is it not the same exact thing in reverse? So here's my suggestion. Take down all statues of all people, period. They're like false idols anyway. You remember what happened in the Old Testament to that folks with their golden calf, right? Stop naming buildings and streets and bridges and libraries and other things after people. Naming it after a white guy pisses off black people. Naming it after a black guy pisses off white people. Neither should piss anyone off, but apparently today people are simply just looking for a new reason to be butthurt about something. So stop it. They wanted to change Jackson Square in New Orleans' French Quarter. I suggest renaming it to Jackson's Square. That way, it could be a place to honor General Andrew Jackson and Michael Jackson and Jesse Jackson. And don't forget Tito. They tore down the statue of General Robert E. Lee in New Orleans... They wanted to rename Lee Circle, the circular roundabout that goes around the iconic former location of that statue. I say rename it to Lee's Circle. That way they could honor General Lee, Spike Lee, and even former Chinese-American cowboy sheriff Harry Lee. Perhaps all streets and roads should be named North 1st, North 2nd, North 3rd, North 4th. <sighs> Boring, or A Street, B Street, C Street. <sighs> Perhaps the bridge over the Mississippi River in New Orleans should be renamed 
the bridge over the Mississippi River in New Orleans. It may not be so far-fetched or so far into the future that they'll need to start calling for the name change to Washington State or the city of Jackson, Mississippi, or even the Red River, because it offends someone. This is the Truth Hurts Program, telling it like it is. In the end, I usually say when all is said and done, usually more is said than is ever done. Activism is one thing. Riotous, protesting, violent, destructive behavior is another. At least, that's the way it usually goes. Suddenly, more extreme is being done than is being said, and that's not necessarily a good thing. Though I will still enjoy listening to Lady Antebellum's music, uh, Lady A, or Drive-By Trucker, or whatever the hell they decide to name themselves, and I'll still eat Aunt Jemima pancakes and syrup, um, or AJ, or whatever the hell they're going to rename it, and I'll still always refer to Lee Circle in New Orleans as Lee Circle, because that's what it's always been. Perhaps making these moniker revisions is one way to continue to do what Obama said he wanted to do from day one, when he placed his hand on the Koran. Radically change America. Well, it's working, Mr. Former Resident. It's working. Radicalism is the new normal. And though many people think it's cool, it is really ushering in the destruction of America. It truly is opening the door to socialism, communism, Marxism, and the new Nazism. It's paving the way for Islamic Sharia law, where the violent beating of people as infidels by a group of community organizers will become the new normal, while civic policing is eliminated and replaced by public stonings by groups of people who will, I promise you, prejudge you without trial. The funny thing about Sharia law and about the group of radicals that is in their own countries, ushering it in here, is that in the countries where Sharia law is the law of the land, slave ownership of blacks is still legal and allowed and promoted. And you're not allowed to protest, period. That'll get you killed. There, women have no right to speak or even show their faces. There, the terrible atrocities that are carried out daily in the name of their own laws, which are far worse than anyone here could possibly imagine, are slowly making their way into the current riots, uh, peaceful protests near you. So think about that today, June 18th, 2020. And when you look back on this day, a few months or maybe years from now, you'll say, damn, Steve was right. And that's the truth. And sometimes the truth hurts.
Here I go again, stirring the pot. There's always a benefit to stirring the pot, a benefit to all sides. One benefit is that you might just learn something. Another benefit is that I too might learn something. Agitators, those who carry big spoons for stirring the pot, actually make their living and get their continuous rotating 15 minutes of fame by stirring the pot. On this program, I give you my opinion. It's my constitutional right to offer my opinion, and therefore I retract nothing. When it comes to my opinion, you have several options. One, agree. It's much simpler that way. Two, disagree and keep it to yourself. Three, disagree and start your own program. Or four, turn it off and remain in the dark as to how someone with a differing point of view might just think. When all is said and done, usually much more is said than is ever done. Life is not fair, and you are owed nothing. This is the truth. And sometimes, the truth hurts.